Today we're going to talk about the, the, the topic uh, out of Matthew 16, where Jesus said, I will build my church. And really there is a promise in this scripture that we'll look at in just a moment. Uh, Jesus uh, makes an incredible promise to us uh, that, that he will build his church as we're going to see. And the promise is not only that he will build it, but that the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. So let's pray together and get started. Our God and Father in heaven, thank you for bringing us into your fellowship. Thank you for the, the gift of salvation, for the hope of heaven, for the security that is found only in you. Uh, thank you for rescuing us from this dark world and rescuing us from ourselves. Thank you for revealing the manifold wisdom through your church which is the bride of Christ, which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. And it's an honor to be a part of the fellowship. Bless our time together today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, in, in Matthew chapter 16, a scripture that a lot of us know very well, uh, the disciples come, at least Jesus approaches the disciples and asks them, who do men say the Son of Man is? And they reply, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others, one of the prophets. And Jesus said, well then, who do you say I am? And we know Simon Peter, he didn't always get the right answer, but on this one he got the right answer. And he says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus went on to tell him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, some translations say the gates of hell, will not prevail against it. And so Jesus makes an incredible a promise to us, an incredible statement, that he is coming to build his church. And that his church will overcome death. That if you're in his church, that you have the hope of heaven. And Hades, by definition, is the place of the dead. Uh, some believe that Hades is the place of the dead for those who are not right with God. And that paradise is the place where we go rest if we are in right relationship with God. I don't know all of how that's going to work. I just know that when you die, you want to make sure that you're in Christ. That's where you want to be. But Jesus is saying that if you're in the church, you will walk through the gates of death, that death will have no power over you, but you have to make sure that you're in my kingdom. Those in Christ's church will overcome death and receive eternal life. And what we've got to understand this morning, and not everybody wants to embrace this or believe this, but if you're not in Christ's church, you're going to miss out on that. You're missing it. Because when Jesus returns, he's coming to take his bride. And his bride is his church. When Jesus returns, he's coming and he's looking for those who've been marked by, sealed with the Holy Spirit, as we talked about last week. And those are people in his church. 
the safest place to be spiritually is in the church. To be in Christ's church. And that's why this promise is so amazing because if I am devoted to Christ and a part of His fellowship, a member of the body of Christ, I'm good. I'm good. And yet death, I mean, you may mourn for me, you may miss me, I don't know if you will or not. But it will be a better place. Because those in the kingdom of God, in the church of God, they just transition from this life to the next life. You yeah. know, Daniel, even in his prophecy, and we use this uh, when we study the Bible people, Daniel said that, that there would be a kingdom in his prophecy, that last final fourth kingdom, a kingdom that will never be destroyed. A kingdom that will endure forever. And he made the prophecy 600 years before Jesus came. And we see there in, in Jesus' time that that prophecy is fulfilled. That Jesus came to build his kingdom, to build his church. And the church is a part of God's eternal kingdom. But the thing we've got to understand is that you must, not optional, you must be a member of the church of Jesus Christ to go to heaven. Can I make it any clearer to you? Is that clear? Is that what you want? Now some people ask, what does that mean? Do I have to go to church to go to heaven? Well, let me answer that for you. It's not about going to church. You must be the church to go to heaven. We don't go to church. When we come, we are the church. This school is not a church. We're the church. And from the time we're here, we transform the school into a church. When we leave, it's no longer a church. It goes back to being a school. Connection. 
Connection. Are you guys with me? Connection. You must be connected, number one, to who? To Jesus. Who is the head of the church. And number two, you must be connected to the body. And those are the members of the church. Now, a lot of people love that first one. Oh, I want to be connected to some Jesus. We love Jesus. We want to be connected. And that is vitally important. And the scriptures talk about why we need to be connected to Jesus. Because Jesus is the head of the church. Colossians 1.18 says, and he is the head of the church. He's the head of the body of the church. He's the beginning and the first one from among the dead. So that everything he might have is a courtesy. It is the church of Jesus Christ. He's the head. He controls it. And just like with your body, what your head tells your body to do, if everything's functioning properly, that's how things go. Whatever your brain tells the rest of your body to do, that's what you want it to do. And the same is with us. Jesus is the brains of this outfit. He is the head of it. He controls it. And so we're to submit to him as his bond. Ephesians 1.22, God bless all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. In other words, the church is to reflect the fullness, the image of Jesus. Ephesians 4.15 says, instead of speaking the truth in love, will in all things grow in him who is the head. That is Christ. He's the head of the church. And then finally, Ephesians 5, 23. For the husband is the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, which is his body, of which he is the Savior. And so we want to make sure we're connected to the head. And that we understand what that means and how to do that. You know, there are a lot of different theories on how to connect with Jesus. Some just say, just say a prayer. And I believe prayer is vitally important. And we need to be devoted to prayer. But just saying a prayer is not enough to get connected to Jesus. Some say God the nature. Just going over to Pelham Bay Park or Ben Gordon Park or Central Park and just watch the birds and the trees and the sky and you are connected to Jesus. Well, I believe God created all creation, and creation reflects the glory of God. But creation doesn't tell you what sin is and what, what righteousness is. And so it is a good thing to go in that way, but it's not enough. It's connected to Jesus. Then some say, well, you need, to, you need to go through the preacher. And I happen to agree with that. <laughs> Kidding. So, so many times people, when I'm meeting people, they ask me, do you know Reverend so-and-so? Do you know Pastor so-and-so? Do you know Bishop so-and-so? And I say, no, I don't. And I want to tell them, and neither do I have to know them. The only person I need to know is Jesus. And so it's not about your preacher, it's about Jesus. And so whether you know the preacher or not, have a personal relationship with him or not, that's not the thing that gets you to Jesus. Matter of fact, he better be doing his best to try to get himself to Jesus. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. 
is through obedience to his word. That's what you connect with Jesus. It's more than a feeling. It's got to be committed to his word. It's got to be obedience to what he calls us to do. First John 2 verse 3, John says, We know that we've come to know him if we do what? Obey his command. And we don't know him if we don't obey his command. The opposite is true. It's not rocket science. But if you want to connect with Jesus, get in the Bible. Get in the Word of God. Read about Him. Learn about Him. And most importantly, obey His Word. The man who says, I know Him. But that's not do what He commands is what, church? That's what the Bible says. You say you know Him. And you don't know His commands or obey His commands. You're not telling the truth. And the truth is not in him, he says. But if you obey his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. And I'm, I'm just so thankful God makes this so clear. Yeah. Whoever claims to live in him must do what? Walk as Jesus did. And that's walking in life. That's following him. That's obeying his commands. If I'm doing the opposite, I don't care how much. I say I might know Jesus, but I love Jesus. What Jesus wants to know is are you doing what I tell you to do? That's what the connection is all about. Is obedience. You know, the amazing thing about Jesus is that he wants to be connected with us. And once we connect with him, he never disconnects with, with us. He tells us in Hebrews 13, verse 5, God says, never will I leave Never will I forsake you. You know, Jesus does not move. He does not step back. He never becomes faithless. You know who does the movie? We do. There's so many that have been connected to Jesus, and Jesus is still there. Still looking. Still wanting a relationship. Still faithful. What he wants to know is what are we? Because he doesn't step back from the relationship. He's always there. He's always faithful. He always wants to be connected. The disconnection comes when we step away from him. When we refuse to follow him. And it's amazing what Jesus has done to be connected with us. He died for us. Just to have that connection. Just to have that relationship. You know what the question is this morning? Is are you connected to Jesus? I can ask you if you like it. I can ask you if you're excited about Palm Sunday, which many people call this Sunday. Are you connected to Jesus? I can ask you if you have a few good words to say about him. Because hardly anybody is critical of Jesus. But do you know? Are you connected to him? You know, when I read this scripture, Matthew 7, this is a tough scripture. You ever read some scriptures and you go, oh my word. And you know who, who's saying this? This is Jesus. And what did he say? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, why did the kingdom of heaven? But only he who does what, church? The will of my Father, who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in the name of our 
think that's where Jesus wanted things to land, where to end up. But I look at this and I go, what, what happened here? How can this happen? Were they church members? Absolutely. Were they religious? Sure they were. Were they connected to Jesus? No. No. Well, what went wrong? You see, they were religious and they attended church, but they weren't connected to the Lord because they did not obey the Lord. Only he, what does Jesus say? Only he who does my will enters the kingdom of heaven. You see, it's not about are you here today? Are you present today? The real issue is do you know the Lord today? Are you connected with Jesus today? Do you have a personal relationship with Him? Because Jesus sees through all the flood, all the facade. He sees through all of it. And at the end of the day, He wants to know, do you know me? See, the real challenge of connection is not what you do when you're here. The real challenge is what you do when you leave here. That's how you know you're connected. It's how you live when you walk out of the building. And what you were doing before you came here. You see, membership is not the same as lordship.
if our foundation was really dug deep into Jesus, if we had a true relationship with Him. And my encouragement to you is get to know Christ. Make sure you have a personal relationship with Him. Don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in what church should I go to or or what about the church members or or what about the the church leader. You know, when you face God and they are saying, He's not going to ask you about anything. All Jesus wants to know is, did you know me? Did you have a relationship with me? What was your walk like with me? He's not going to ask you, did you know Sam God? He's not going to ask you that. And if he does, don't bring up my name. Just say That it's more, even though the fellowship is very important, and we'll talk about that in a minute, it's very important. Don't you be here for the fellowship alone. You be here because you want to know Jesus. If you want personal relationship with the Lord, because you love Him, because you want to obey Him, because I'm going to tell you, you stick around long enough, people will disappoint you. They will let you down. So is Christ, but we're all baptized by one spirit 
in the one body, whether Jews are free, slaves are free, and we're all given the one spirit to drink. But sometimes people want to ask, well, how do you become a member of the church? Well, we don't owe on you. And we don't have fees. We don't say you didn't pay, pay your church fees, pay your church dues. You're a member. You're born into the body of Christ. What he says here, we're all baptized by one spirit and in one body. You see, it's like becoming a part of a physical family. Yes. We have two children. When Christina was born, we didn't say, well, honey, what do you think? You want to keep her? You want to not keep her? She's a part of a power family or not? You know, let's send her pictures to the other family members and get there and put it there. Get both of No, she's automatically a part of the family when she was born. Say in the morning, if you got 10 kids, all of them are born into your family,
Yeah. <laughs> 
mature and gotten stronger with that connection of the Father. I don't know any marriage that gets better without connection to other strong men.